I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us on the line, Austin Badon, uh First City Court Clerk, Civil District uh, Court. Um, and uh, he was one of the individuals... Uh, Actually, he was the former New Orleans uh, uh, clerk of First City Court, excuse me. But he was assigned to the New Orleans Committee by Governor-elect Jeff Landry, and they had their first meeting yesterday, and he joins us. Austin, welcome to the show. Hey, Lou. Always good to be with you, my friend. So, Austin, um, how, how did this come about with your appointment to the New Orleans Committee? Well, uh, as you say that I am the former clerk, so I'm a recovering politician. And uh, <laughs> how's that? How's that going, brother? <laughs> uh, life is good. I gotta admit, you know, my wife and son love having me home. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I, I, I when the governor's race was coming about, I started doing my homework and I looked at the candidates and I called. Jeff and I, I asked for a one-on-one meeting, and uh, I was granted that meeting way back in April. And I will tell you, I was very impressed. And, um, you know, I want the best person in there for the job. I don't necessarily vote along party lines anymore because, you know, we're all Louisianians, and we want the best thing, and we need the best people to be able to serve us. And uh, he asked me two questions. He said, how is the city of New Orleans doing? And I answered, I said, well, we're doing okay. You know, we're struggling in some parts, but some things we're doing well. And he asked me specifically about my community, New Orleans East. And, you know, I said, we, we, you know, we have a lot of good people. We, there are things that we need and uh, desire and deserve. And, um, you know, he had some familiarity with New Orleans East. I was impressed by that. So I, uh, I said, this is the guy that I want to, you know, uh, hook up with, and uh, I'm glad that I did. He is a wonderful person. His wife is delightful. He's uh, a great guy. He's a good listener. He's a talker, and, you know, he's um, he's a person that you want to sit across the table with, and we got to know each other, and I got on board his team, and I'm glad that I did, and I helped with his campaign, and I was uh, honored to receive an invitation to serve on the Orleans Council for the Transition Team, and I'm on there with approximately 25 to 26 other people. We had our first meeting of three yesterday, and we hit the ground running. Our chair is Boise Bollinger, uh, you know, longtime shipbuilder and very well-respected person in the New Orleans area. 
And, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of good dialogue. We are tasked with coming up, coming up with uh, suggestions and things to be able to offer to the new governor so he could hit the ground running on day one, January 8th. Uh, it is a working process. And obviously, the main thing that we started to talk about yesterday was crime. And, um, you know, so everybody had a lot of different opinions. And um, there's been some criticism, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, about the makeup of the committee and whether or not there should have been more representation uh, from city government. The the governor-elect has responded, uh, and I think his response was spot on. Uh, there's there will be plenty of time to meet. I'm just trying to uh, get information from folks that have been in the trenches in the city of New Orleans for a long time. Uh, collect that data, look at it, decipher it, try and figure out what I can from it, and then get the reaction from city officials. Do you see it any different than that? You know, I'll be honest with you, my friend. The only people asking me that question is people in the media. Uh, the regular person on the street, that's not a big deal to them. The governor can't have a committee made up of 200 people. And so, right. uh, you know, having this microcosm of the community to be able to offer him suggestions, I think it's a good thing. It's an asset that New Orleans is viewed as being the economic engine for the state of Louisiana and having our own council. And, uh, you know, the people that are on there, they're not there to be to waste their time. This is not a, a, a grandstanding type of thing. We're there to do some serious work. And the governor, he came by yesterday, gave us some great remarks, and uh, he charged us with a task to be able to give him some suggestions. And we take it very seriously. And there's some there's some top-level people in that room, and they're not there to waste their time. We're there to make some things happen and bring about some positive change for the city, as well as what all of the other committees are doing. We're there to come up with some short-term and some long-term solutions to some problems that the city of New Orleans has to deal with. And uh, we take it very seriously, and that's what we're charged with doing. Yeah, I mean, and this is not a... Um, uh a committee trying to come up with a silver bullet because there is no such animal, right? There isn't, you know, and, and that term actually came up yesterday. There is no such, such animal. I mean, we're all in this together as new Orleans goes. So does the rest of Louisiana. When, when some guy is watching the saints and he says, let's go to Louisiana. He's not talking about going to Alexandria. He's talking about coming to the French quarter and new Orleans. And the rest of the state uh, benefits from that because of the tax dollars that are brought in from that individual coming here. And so we want to make New Orleans – we're trying to come up with ideas to make New Orleans a clean, safe, and beautiful city. You know, but in the short term, we, we need help. We need, we need people to do the right thing and be responsible, such as don't throw stuff out of the window of your car. Uh, cigarette butts or trash. Don't throw that up. Stop running red lights and stop signs. And we need we need parents to take care of their children. I've always said if you lay down and make a child, you got to stand up and raise that child. And parents need to be held more accountable for the actions of their kids as far as juvenile crime. We hold parents more accountable if they leave their kids in a car and go into Walmart as opposed to 
if they leave their kid out in the street with a long gun shooting a woman on Morrison Road. I mean, you know, parents have to be more accountable for their kids. I know where my kid is every second of the day and what he's doing. We can't let these children run amok with guns harboring people, and parents need to step up. That would help tremendously in the long, I mean, in the short term. I'm going to read this text to you only because every time I've talked about this since I've come on, you know, look, you, you align yourself with some folks, you support others, uh, but once someone's elected, my view is you give that individual a chance, you um, you hit with, right. you, you, you try and and help in any way that you can in order for things to get better. Because without right. it getting better, every single investment we've made in this community goes by the wayside, right? We lose money. We, you know, we, we should all be selfishly motivated at some, at some uh, level about why, why we come to the table and why we're trying to make a difference. Because we've all invested in this, in, in this city, time, money, or otherwise. But I get these texts like almost every time. And it reads as follows. The black citizens of New Orleans and all over the state are in big trouble. We will all be seen as criminals by the new governor and his clan. Now, you're a black man on this committee. Did you feel that way? Not at all. Um, I, I never got any impression of race or gender or uh, social or economic background or demographics. You know, when I first met with with, uh, Jeff Landry, he basically said that everybody is equal. And I remember we had a meeting and um, someone asked for, uh, if he's governor, to get some more resources for their organization. And his response to them was, I believe that everybody is equal. And if I take from one to give to another, that's not fair. Everybody should have uh, a safe and clean community and neighborhood and be equally protected. Uh, And that spoke volumes to me. I've never encountered any type of racial undertones or anything like that with the governor. And uh, uh, if I did, I wouldn't be there. And, you know, I I believe the guy, he looked this individual in the eye and he he was sincere about it. I mean, we can have our political differences, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that this uh, these differences are driven by some kind of uh, bias, discriminatory intent, or otherwise, right? I mean, he's a conservative. Yeah. Um, you may lean more moderate to liberal. I'm fiscally conservative, socially moderate. I mean, we comes in we come in all different shapes, sizes, ideologies. Um, there are a lot on the far right that want to call me a rhino. That's okay. I don't really care. Um, you know, <laughs> as, a, as a Republican, I just have my own belief system based on my own life experiences. And, we you know, have a lot in common. I'm a UNO grad. I'm fiscally conservative. Well, you and I have known each other for years, right? I mean, I yeah. trust you. You trust me. We've had political yeah. differences. Who gives a damn? So what? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like... <laughs> Right. You know, and people talk about us and I could tell you they people have criticized me for being a Democrat supporting a Republican governor. I, I don't care about that. That I'm like a duck. That washes right off my back. Uh not a not a big deal to me. You know, you're gonna have the naysayers out there. 
it's the strangest thing, though, because I had people who really talked about me, and for whatever reason, they didn't care for me. But then they're calling me, asking me to help them get on the transition team. <laughs> just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Politics has strange bedfellows, my friend. You should know that by now. <laughs> oh, I, I do know that. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, the other we, part about what you mentioned is that when somebody's elected, they're, they're in. And, I mean, you have to work with them. So it's sure. not like you could just get them out. So they're there. But I can tell you, Jeff, Jeff has been really genuine and uh, really good with me and everybody else that I've seen since I've been uh, working with him and in his company. And uh, I, I think he's going to do well as governor. And, uh, you know, he, he's got a good heart, and he, he wants to represent all people, not any one specific group. You know, I often say you campaign in poetry and you govern in prose. And once you get in and you have a better understanding of how things functionally work and operationally work, it's a lot more difficult to accomplish the poet the the poetry that you put out there on the campaign trail. Right? You've seen it. Yeah, you've sure. experienced. I have uh, as well. It, however, doesn't mean that there's any less desire to do it. Uh, now, where the rubber meets the road is going to be whether or not these are going to be priority items. And, yeah, there's going to be some fallout. People are not going to get all that they want, ever. I've never had. <laughs> you know? right. So, I mean, right. you know, if, if you go in with the right attitude, and, and the right attitude needs to start with the public has spoken, they've elected a new governor, we have to take a wait and see and see exactly what's going to play out. Um, and and give, give, the him, give them the benefit of the doubt at this point in time until he proves otherwise, right? I mean, exactly. you know, and we, there's no sense in fighting from today. I've been a little – it's been mystifying to me how aggressive people have been about this committee. Um, and it And it's not like the folks in this committee haven't sacrificed time, money, and otherwise – for the betterment of the city. Yes, you create some folks that you're not aligned with. Let's just say they're, they're political enemies. Anytime you make decisions, it's like you're, you're, you're upsetting 50% of the people, right? When you exactly. make no decision, yeah. you know, I mean, 100% are yeah. hating you, but at least you're deciding. I mean, and so it doesn't Rouge, surprise me. When I was in Baton Rouge, they gave us two buttons, a red button and a green button. And if you press one, you make 50% of the people happy, and 50% of the people are ticked off at you. So, it, you know, it is what it is. But yesterday when we had our meeting, there were people in there from different backgrounds, and nobody talked about, like, Republican or Democrat or black, white, or straight or gay. I mean, we all want the same thing. We all want a, a beautiful and clean city. Uh, but this committee has gone to, I guess, the most attention of all of them simply because it's about Orleans Parish. And I think it's an it's a credit to the governor and it's an asset for the city that, you know, the governor has said, we, we've got to fix some things in Orleans so, you know, Orleans can prosper as well as the rest of the state. And one other thing that came about is uh, we spoke about this on a number of occasions that the governor will not instill his will on Orleans Parish or any municipality if the people don't want it. If there's something that comes up, he's not going to force feed it to Orleans Parish if the people don't want it. 
He's there to help. He's got resources through state agencies, uh, and he wants to make those agencies readily available to uh, make New Orleans better. But I tell you what will happen, Austin, and you know this to be true. If there are resources that are offered to us down here and we reject them, you can bet your bottom dollar someone else will receive them. Absolutely. You're not going to get two bites of the apple. So it's really going to beg upon this community to get real smart about when they say no. Because when they say no, someone else is standing right behind them ready, willing, and able to say yes. And they will consume those assets and resources, and there will be no other bite at the apple. I can tell you Baton Rouge is chomping at the bit, Shreveport, Lake Charles, Monroe. Uh, I've talked to some folks that they wish they had a council because they have uh, issues similar to Orleans Parish, and if we turn them down, then they're readily and waiting to accept. So, well, Austin, um, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I know that, you know, I, there are a ton of other questions I could ask, but out of deference and respect to you and the committee, you know, I know that y'all are just kind of feeling your way, and, and you know, we'll talk more probative maybe late, later on about some of the uh, recommendations and the like, and, and uh, I just don't think it's fair to try and put anybody on the spot right now. Um, right. You know, if we really want this to work and, and work appropriately, I think there has to be some space given, and I respect that. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and it's true. We are charged to come up with suggestions for the governor. We've got to give him a chance until he proves otherwise. But, you know, he, he's there. We've got to give him a chance. And I believe that he's got the best wishes in his heart to make Louisiana better. But I also wanted to tell you a little bit about the New Orleans East Fire. We have two more pumps coming today. We are putting a significant dent in it. I was out there late yesterday. Uh, the smoke has decreased. And we are pumping thousands of gallons of water uh, onto that site to, dr- to try to drown this fire as soon as possible. That is good news, my friend, for sure, because yeah. it's really created a hazard for many of our drivers uh, out there. And uh, so yes, we appreciate is. saying thank you so much for joining us. Austin Bad on former first city court clerk now on the New Orleans uh, committee of Governor-elect Jeff Landry's transition team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.